Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Max and Juan Cast live show. Super Bowl. Oh, not Super Bowl. Sorry. Super wild card Man, one. You're getting a little bit getting ahead, ahead of, of myself, bro. Getting ahead of myself. Max, how you doing, my brother? I am doing very well, Juan. I'm excited. I texted you last night. Not that you responded to me. I said, bro, I feel like it's going to be a great show. Juan said, fuck you, buddy. So I'm, I'm still here. I did not here. say that. I, I admitted a, a wrong. <laughs> I admitted fault in keeping track of the scores. We have our updated ones. I'm sorry, everybody. I let y'all down. But I'm still ahead. No funny business is happening, I promise. I just added it up, tallied it up. I don't know, dog. Regular I, season I champion. I'm the Utah Jazz of this shit. <sighs> Fuck with me. We know you're going to choke come playoff time. Hey, I'm picking but... the same games as you, buddy. Every game, dog. Never <laughs> that's lost. Gonna be a, that's going to be a fucking punk move if you do that. Hey, dog. Winning, winners win. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we appreciate you guys rocking with us, man. It's super wild card weekend, like we said. Uh, thank you for all the support all season, man. We've been here all 18 goddamn weeks. About to be 19. Our We're going to be here all the way. Th- full year one. Because we got to start late year. last year. Yeah, we did start late. I think we started like what? Like near Thanksgiving time. That's yeah, what like I week, remember. Week something, week nine, I want to say, but I mean, I yeah. could be wrong. But I mean, we've been but, doing uh, the pod, the YouTube podcasting for a year. Yeah. But like Juan said, let me just reiterate: everyone, thanks for the support. I mean, how how we could go all podcasts just thanking people, like just to name a few: Brett yeah. Kern from the Two Tall Podcast, Project Drivel, the OG of the show. Yeah. It just, I mean, Warzone Sports. I mean, one, I, I'm. I'm drawing a blank, just trying to do it off the top of my head. But man, so many. People, <laughs> I mean, shout man. out, sh- shout out to all my family members, man. Yeah, my brother, up. my sister-in-law, my uncle, my cousins, my aunt. Uh, appreciate all you guys. I appreciate all the new subscribers we got that we we don't know in real life. I know a couple of Bengal fan fans that watch the show because of that uh, Bengals clip that we put out. I know a couple <laughs> of Bears fans that subscribe because of the Justin Fields thing. Uh, we appreciate all you guys, man. All the audio listeners, all the subscribers that we've gained this year. Um, we just want to keep on pushing out content for you guys and keep on pushing out the very best. And this week is no different. Uh, we did some preparing. I actually just got done rewatching the full Bengals and Raiders game that happened in week 11. Uh, so of course we're going to be picking those games. And we're going to be talking about a couple of the surprising head coaches that got fired, some of the open vacancies that are open. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button, man, if you guys are new. Hit that like button, comment down below, whatever. But let's get it going. Max, where do you want to start? You want to start head coaches or you want to start with a couple of the matchups? I think we just got to go into the the playoffs one. And, I mean, so we have stats for you guys. We have matchups, keys to the game. We have the weather. I included the weather today. And I don't know if you knew this one, five out of the six games, rematches. Yeah. 
The only game that isn't is the 49er game. We have the injuries. Let's just get into it, man. And we're going to start with the Raiders. That's the first game. Do you, so, Do you want me, Max? I have it mm-hmm. on my screen. Do you want me to screen share the beautiful notes that you made for the podcast so the audience I mean, can see the yeah let's do it out. let's do it i mean they don't I mean they look at us enough you know we're both beautiful <laughs> you know but let them see like i mean it's just notes i mean you could look this shit up but it's just all here compiled and the shit i have highlighted everybody it's just stuff i found that was keys mia once talked about the keys go ahead you want to make a full screen so they can see it easier because I mean, maybe i'm just fucking blind but and you'll see next to the like let's just go over the raiders 363.3 yards per game. That's 11th in the NFL. And on defense, they're 35th in sacks. They have 35 sacks, which is 20th. So the further you bar back in sacks is a bad thing. And then we have the turnovers. We have the head coaching staffs. We have the two playoff virgins, Ritz Basaccia, Zach Taylor, in their first playoff game ever. <laughs> so Who would have known that Rich Basaccia and Zach Taylor are going to go head-to-head in a playoff matchup? Well, I year, think Ritz Basaccia is the fucking surprise card, man. <laughs> yeah, so look, one thing that's glaring with this matchup, first of all, you have Joe Burrow's first playoff game. You got Derek Carr's first game. A lot of first for a lot of people involved in this playoff matchup. It's actually the first playoff game that's going to be played on the weekend, too. <laughs> so just a whole bunch of stuff, man. The most glaring thing, though, is sacks allowed. I know it says 30th right here. I mean... That's because of the the Bengals, the last game Brandon Allen played or whatever. Joe Burrow didn't start. But Joe Burrow is the most sacked QB in the NFL, Max. And that's alarming because what's what's one of the, the advantages that the Raiders have with this Raiders team? It's their defensive line. It's Max Crosby. Max Crosby was on a tear last weekend against the Chargers. The matchup that I look to is Isaiah Prince and Max Crosby. I mean, he was tearing his ass up the last game. Well, bro, even Jonah Williams, who I think has had a pretty good year, even him on Max Crosby, I'm like, oh, shit, we're going to leave him on the island. We're not going to have CJ Usama chip him. We're not going to have a back there take away the outside shoulder. And it's when you said Joe Burrow's a Mossack quarterback, one one. He's not a Tom Brady statue back there. Joe Burrow can move in the pocket. He has some like he's a little bit elusive. He's not some Mike Glennon. Just oh, if you blow on me, I'm gonna fall down. This is Joe Burrow we're talking about. And exactly, you're exactly right. This is a problem. And if you look at the defense for the Bengals, they give up a lot of pass yards. The Raiders had the sixth best passing offense in football. And you think about their offense one, not like other than Darren Waller, do you really have someone there? You're like, oh shit, watch out for that guy. Hunter Renfro, maybe? I, I would say Hunter Renfro, honestly. Little that, bald Cooper I, Cup. I mean, the Bengals secondary is besides Von Bell, they're really they're not terrible, but well, Bates. Not good. You're you're forgetting Bates. Bates is the guy. I don't I don't feel like Bates has had that good of a year to be really. Honest. I really don't think so. I think their 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 secondary has struggled a lot this year. I mean, they may get all the interceptions they want, but in coverage, they're not good. They're the worst team, Max, against tight ends. They gave up the most receptions. They have given up the most yards and touchdowns, all three. So they're, this is well, a recipe one, for disaster you look if at they the want to cover Darren Waller. 
Eli Apple, Trey Waynes, Vernon Hargraves, Chidobia Wuzier, Mike Hilton, Trey Flowers. None of those names jump off. Those guys are all, I would say, average to below average cornerbacks. And small. I think and they're very just small, small guys. And, uh, and in the game they played, I just want to point out, because I know everyone's going to say once by, so maybe if you if I say you'll listen to me. It was 32 to 13. The Raiders scored with in a in the fourth quarter, 1142 on the clock. It was 16 to 13. This wasn't a ass kicking from the start. It just kind of got out of hand late. Because the Bengals go on a really long drive, 20, and it's 22 to 13. Car fumbles, they get a short touchdown, and then you're in desperation mode. Oh shit, we got to get going. Like it's kind of the game's already over. Yeah. And Joe Burrow, the first game, I think if you, if Joe Burrow does this, you're I think as a Raider fan, I'd be like rock hard. Look, I, I don't think the bank... 2950 yards one. Tell me you wouldn't yeah. like take that again. Tell I, me I would take, take that Jamar again. Chase, Look, three catches for 30 yards, and I'll let you go. Look, the I, I rewatched the game. The first drive of the game, we get a strip sack fumble on him. Return it to the four or five yard line. Raiders can't punch it in. Three points. Next drive. They go three and out again on a sack. But you know what happens on that sack? Typical Raiders fashion. They're they're the worst this or second worst this year in penalties. They draw a penalty. Max Crosby or Yannick winds up roughing the passer on Joe Burrow. Automatic first down. Keeps the drive alive. They get a big field goal out of it. It's just time and time again in that first half, especially when you look back at that game, the Raiders were just self-inflicting wounds. They were giving it to the Bengals. Boy, and yeah, been, and, and that's been a in the fourth the quarter. In the fourth quarter, I mean, yeah, it, it got out of hand. Um, Joe Mixon ended up getting the majority of his yards in the fourth quarter when the game was already, you know, out of hand. But that game was a lot closer than people realized. Don't look at the score and the recipe that the Raiders need to beat these guys. They did it in this game. Like it was tight coverage on Jamar Chase because the Raiders, they limit big plays, the cover three. They play basic coverage all day long. People can say if that's a negative or a positive. I think in this case, it's a big positive because you do not want to put Jamar Chase on an island. So that's a positive right there. Another difference that I was looking at, Corey Littleton and Jonathan Abram were in the starting lineup who both got killed that game. Jonathan Abram, <laughs> who got beat on a touchdown to Jamar Chase, he's not in the lineup no more. He's so out for the season. Addition by subtraction right there, those two guys? I really think so because Divine Diablo, there's no doubt he is better in that spot than Corey Littleton ever since yep. he's took over the yep. starting job. I would I would also go with this one. If you look at how the Raiders played that game, they couldn't run the ball for shit. Josh Jacobs, nine carries, 40 yards. And on on Sunday night, Josh Jacobs is going. Alex Leatherwood got kicked into guard. So he's been really good in the run blocking, still kind of you know questionable Shaky. in pass blocking. Yeah. But you guys got to run the ball. I think that opens up the pass game. Because, look, if Zach Taylor and the Bengals allow Waller to have this type of game, you're a fucking clown. Because yeah. you know he killed you all last time. You have to adjust. And now it's going to be interesting to see. What little wrinkles are the Raiders going to put in? So say, like, oh, we know you're taking away water. Let's get Renfro for 15. Let's get Brian Edwards for 10. Deshaun Jackson, deep shot. That, yeah. to me, is going to be interesting because you can account. Hey, we know Waller had a big game, so you know Zach Taylor fucking knows it. So he yeah. knows. Well, we tight ends have been having big games all year against them. 
insane. Yeah, but I agree 100. percent Like George Kittle killed him when he had like 200 yards. Kelsey Andrews, yeah. all of them. So it's time for the Bengals to identify their weakness, which is the tight end. Try to limit Darren. You can't hold Darren Waller without a catch. In today's NFL, these playmakers are so good. Offenses are so good. But you got to limit them. You can't let Darren Waller get seven for 115 again. And I like the point you made, Juan, with, hey, the Raiders are in big place. Think about the last drive of the Chargers game, Juan. 19 plays for 76 yards. Yeah. It's not, we went down the field in six plays for 80 yards. And it seemed like every single freaking chuck of yardage came on fourth down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this Bengal offense, which I love, you love T. Higgins, love uh, yeah. Jamar Chase. They can be explosive. And when they're explosive is when they're best. So they have to be okay dinking and dunking the Raiders. And I don't know if they are. Right now, I'm going to go with, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the Bengal. No, you know what? If you're going to pick the Raiders one, not to be a hoe, I'll ride with you on that one. No, you can't ride. You can't ride on this shit. I'm not, I'm no not going to do every one. But on look, this look, one, just because it's the Raiders, I'll go with you. Because no. that way you won't hate me. Look, I, I really do think the Raiders got the most perfect matchup. You know, in basketball especially, you know, in seven-game series, what's the biggest thing, Max, we're always talking about? We're talking about matchups. What does mm-hmm. it come down to? Matchups. And I think this is a great matchup for the Raiders. You know, you look on it on, on paper. Yeah. Joe Burrow, Jamar chase. Look at all these stats. Look at, look how many yards he has thrown for. But if you really look deeper into the matchup, just a lot of the things that the Bengals love to do, the Raiders can stop. They limit big plays. They're not going to blitz a whole lot. They're they're in the NFL. The later, the Raiders blitz the least amount out of any team. They're not going to let you beat them deep. They're always going to play safe coverage. And you're going to have to dink and dunk us to death. And I just think it's a bad recipe for the for the Bengals. Now, on the offensive side, I know you brought up Waller. You brought up all that. I think another thing to consider, Derek Carr's not good in cold weather. I want to say he's winless in games under... I want to say about 35 degrees. Well, 28 degrees is the prediction for the game with a chance of snow showers. And I don't know who that favorite. I mean, at, at that point, it's going to come down to who can run the ball better. Yeah. So we'll see. But Look, I, I mean, I Derek Carr needs this to change best, that narrative. Yeah. This is the best matchup you guys have got, could have got, because I would not have been confident one if you guys played the Chiefs, if you guys played the Bills. But. They're a young team. Bengals have never been in this position before. They're very young. Zach Taylor, first game, too. The Raiders, no one believes in them, and that's powerful. Maybe it's like, hey, it's us against the world. Let's go out there. It wasn't a blowout. Don't let the 19 points fool you. This was a close game. Yeah. And just to put more things in perspective that I looked at, McPherson, their rookie kicker, who's Mm -hmm. had a great year, man. He made three 50-plus-yard field goals in that game. Tied the NFL record. Wow. That that's, just goes hard to show to you. replicating in shitty conditions in a playoff game. That's hard to And, I mean, that just goes to show you how much the Bengals got bailed out. They were barely getting those field goals in the beginning. I mean, that's nine points. It, to me, it was, it was a really close game, man. I can't wait to see it. Penalties are going to play a, a, a big a – big, uh, problem with the Raiders hopefully they don't get a lot of penalties but I'm excited I'm gonna roll with the Raiders man I like the matchup 
uh, I'm trying to sound unbiased as possible, but I truly believe the matchup for the Raiders just goes in their favor, man. I'm I'm not that scared of the big play ability because the Raiders limit big plays all year. I'll be shocked if Jamar Chase gets a bigger play than 15 yards in this game. That's how confident. Go ahead and clip that one so we can play that either in <laughs> victory or defeat. I, I too, am going to go with the Raiders one, and I'm just going to go with them. I'm going to roll with you guys, not just not trying to win on the picks. Just this is me being for real. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Raiders. It's not that I don't believe in the Bengals. I feel like I'm a little scared of this aspect of it. One, the Raiders, like we just had our big emotional game on on last Sunday night. It was crazy. Maybe they're a little drained, Short but I don't week. think that's going to happen because it's a playoff game. Everyone's going to be hyped up, ready to play. I can't really see the Raiders coming out flat in this game. So I'm going with the Raiders 21 to 18. And I have a question before we move on to this game, but give me your score first. I'm going to go Raiders 29, Bengals 21. F- finish this sentence for me, one. The Raiders win this game if... The offensive line protects car i like that so on the opposite side would you say and the Bengals lose this game if they can't protect burrow yeah okay yeah. I, I would go with i that. know I what the that. defense is gonna do i know the way that we're gonna lose this game is our offensive line hendrickson got pressure on car last time to end the game on a strip sack fumble that's that's the raiders key man if car doesn't have time to make plays we can't do anything. It's not it's it's not gonna happen. Like I believe that Carr, if it's a good enough day, weather wise, he can throw the ball on this team, but he needs time. I don't necessarily think it's like last week where we have to establish the run game. Like Jacobs has to get a hundred plus yards. I don't believe that. I think Jacobs can get about 70 plus yards as long as it's like consistent. You know what I mean? Four yards mm-hmm. here, three yards there. It doesn't have to be a huge day by him. But Carr needs to get rid of that narrative in cold weather. Like you said, chances. I don't of even snow. think that's the narrative. I think the narrative is Derek Carr is not a good quarterback. He's just a he's well, ever he's since Fresno State. Ever since yeah. Fresno State, he's been struggling. I mean, he was weather. gonna win MVP one year and still people didn't like believe in him. Yeah. So but I think this is gonna be a good I think all the games are gonna be good, honestly, except for yeah. maybe the Steelers one. So I'm excited for that one. I know you're going to be excited. This is your second playoff game in your of your life, right? I I I can't wait, dude. I'm. I mean, it's a little different. Me. Just to get a little background of the third string quarterback for the Raiders starting a playoff game, so it's yeah. a little different. Exactly. But moving on to the next game, we are going to do Saturday night football. New England Patriots ten and seven traveling to the Buffalo Bills eleven and six. Man. It's a showdown of the third time, man. Division rivals. I think this is the worst matchup that the Patriots could ask for. Honestly, I think the Patriots would rather be be playing the Cincinnati Bengals. I think than the both Buffalo teams Bills. don't want to play each other in a sense. I know yeah. not that they're going to be afraid, but it's like when you play an opponent, you fucking know it's their set, third game of the year. They know what you're going to do. You know what they're going to do, and it's going to be about who can execute more, who limits mistakes, who doesn't shoot themselves in the foot. And I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. I'm not going to talk about the wind game where the Patriots ran the ball down the Bills' throat for two hours. Yeah. I'm only going to go off what I saw in week 16 when we talk about the matchup. But where do you want to start, Juan? 
Um, I think what it comes down to is Mac Jones. Is he going to be able to throw the ball? We didn't see that in the second matchup. I think that was the most glaring thing. Like you said, the first game, throw it out the window. It was bad conditions. It was Monday night. It was a weird game. Yeah. You're not going to win a game like that ever again. That's a once in a, like once every 10 years type of thing. Mm -hmm. That's not the recipe. And the last time that these teams played, Josh Allen, absolutely amazing. Put the bills on his back. The throws that this guy was making out of this world. It's well, the reason why me and Max are all over the dude every year. I don't I don't think that's fair to say the throws. It's the plays Josh Allen makes. Yeah. You're correct in the throws, but it's also like, wow, holy crap, this dude just trucked the guy in the open field, stiff armed the defensive tackle. And you guys you guys can see who are watching this. Sorry, audio listeners. The Bills have the sixth ranked rush offense, one hundred twenty nine yards a game. does that scream out kind of phony to you one? Because I highlighted it for the sole reason of like they might be the sixth best rush team by yards. They're not a good running football team. No, that's a lot of Josh Allen. That's a lot of blowouts. A lot of their season yeah. stats, I wouldn't really put in consideration. They're number one in yards per game on the defensive side. Now, number one against the pass. Number one against uh, with points. I, I think that's a good defense, but they're not a top tier no. defense. In my opinion, yeah. that's no shade. It's just what I think. And I think you think the same thing. They did a lot of feasting on the week for the Bills. Yes. And that's yeah. not their fault. But it, you have to look at – you have to take all these stats with a grain of salt. It's like, oh, the Patriots are the eighth rushing team. Yeah. They got one of the best – I'd say they're top three one in rushing attacks in the NFL. Yeah. But when you when every team knows you're going to come out and run the ball every effing game, it's going to be hard to run the ball some games. Yeah. And the Patriots defense the last time, they tried everything. Everything. Mm-hmm to throw at Josh Allen and nothing was working. Cover three, blitz the guy, cover two, cover four, all types of coverages that you can think of. It was not working. And you got to think just maybe what does Bill Belichick and this coaching staff, especially on the defensive side, has cooked up for Josh Allen. Like that's going to be something to look at because if I'm the Bills or if I'm a Bills fan, should I say, it kind of scares me p- playing Bill Belichick, a no. guy like this, a third time. That's a lot so, of film. <laughs> it's scary playing someone who's 31 and 12 in the playoffs, 71 yeah. percentage. And Sean McDermott, too, he's a great coach. If I'm the Patriots, I don't take the Bills lightly. But I'm I'm looking at the stats a little bit more, one. And like you said, the Bills only gave up 27 sacks. Now, talk about something I would say that's misleading. That's only 27 sacks because Josh Allen gets out of trouble like nobody's business. And I think that's going to be a key to the game for the Patriots is can you pressure Josh Allen? And there's going to be a bunch of times you pressure him. He steps up in the pocket or runs and you can't stop him. But you have to find some way to slow him down because I don't think he's at the point one where it's like there's nothing we can do against him. You just have to hope he Fs up. I think you can still – limit this offense and maybe that's jc jackson you play him on cole beasley and then you double digs the whole game and we've seen the patriots do that to so many teams one right and that's and that's the key to the bills for me don't be super one-dimensional you're always going to lean on josh allen but the last few weeks and i know it's not against great competition they've been running the ball 
So I want to see them carry in that little run game they've had to this game, which I think will just help them out. For the Bills, if you get 70 rushing yards, you're like, wow, we're running the hell out the ball. You know what, though? I think a big difference in their run game, though, it seems like ever since that first Patriot game, Josh Allen has been running a lot more. Yeah, I feel like they've been using him as a runner in general just more, and that's really helped out because you can argue, I've said this before, he's probably their best rusher. Like, yeah. No, that's he's probably I don't the best think, running back. I don't think that's debatable. One, I remember when people were saying he's a white Cam Newton, and people were like, "Oh, you're stupid." Yeah, uh, he kind of looks like Cam. Yeah, when he out there running, he's a fucking hoss. He's a fucking hoss, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning a little bit towards the Bills, honestly, because Mac Jones scares me. You really the does Patriots the previous two times yeah. they played. Yeah. And Mac Jones just scares me. Like, what's the situation where Mac Jones wins this game? I don't think there's a pot. Like, he's not going to throw for 250-plus yards in this game, Matt. Well, I would say the Patriots aren't built like that anyway. They don't have any dynamic receiver. So we talked about how the Raiders limited explosive plays. How many explosive plays have you seen from the Patriots this year? A handful, like five, six plays. Some of them are trick plays. If I'm um, the Patriots, you have to find a way to get an explosive play. You can't go down the field every time like the Chargers won. You can't go 19 plays, 78 yards every drive. Yeah, You have to have a couple drives where it's like, we went six plays, 80 yards in four minutes. You need some drives like that. And I'm not, and like you said, I don't think Mac Jones. I love Mac Jones. Think he's a great court, a good quarterback. I, let me let me pump my own break. Sorry guys, don't get mad at me. But this is not the offense, and he's not the quarterback as of right now to make explosive plays. And if the Buffalo Bills are up by four one with a minute ten left on the, and they have to go eighty yards, you trust Mac Jones? I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. That's what it comes down to. And I thought he was going to show that progressively throughout the season. And I know I've been talking a lot of shit about the Bills, but I think the Bills get this one at least. Now, with them matching up with another team later on, that's different. But for this mm-hmm. game, I'm liking the Bills, man. What's your score, Max? I, too, am going with the Bills. I'm going with the Bills 28-17. to 17. I think it'll be close, but I think the Bills are going to put them away, especially if they can get what they got out of Isaiah McKenzie the last time these guys played. Yeah. I'm going to go 31-24. Bills. But one last note for me, and then I'm done. Bills, don't like take care of the ball. The weather in Buffalo is going to be zero degrees. <laughs> little chance of rain, <laughs> a little bit of wind. But as long as there's not 60-mile-per-hour gusts, I think the Bills got this one. Yeah. I'm excited for that one, man. That, the, the, these are two great games to start it off on Saturday. I Definitely. really do think they, they, they picked really good teams, man. Uh, let's move on to Sunday. All right. Fly. I'm, fly. I'm going to fly like a bird. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. The Philadelphia Bro. Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay. This is David versus Goliath, bro. We are Goliath. Don't <laughs> let the people fool you. We're not favored by eight and a half points. We're a scrappy <laughs> underdog. We're from the NFC least. Uh, we get it. But you know what? What do Eagles do, one? They fly. They fucking fly. We flank. We're flying this year. Max was out on the Eagles after week four. 
But I'm back. Let's do it, Juan. Let's go. Tell me where to go. I'm going to try to be unbiased from here on out. But fuck um, the Bucks. What scares me, man, is, yeah, I, I know you were saying last week. <laughs> Don't hurt how me, the, Juan. How the Don't Bucks are right not. Now. How the Bucks are not good against the run. I don't know, man. They're getting a lot of guys back. Tell me a little bit about the injury. I I seen in the notes, man, that you put Shaq Barrett's gonna play in this game. They I read online, and that's all I can do because I don't have any inside sources. They expect Fournette, Shaq Barrett, and JPP to be back. That's for the start of the playoffs. But I don't know if the start of the playoffs means next week. So they're like, fuck the Eagles are not gonna make it. Or <laughs> This game, and I'll, I'll double check right now, but I know Levante David is gone for a bit. They, they'd they be lucky to get him back for the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. And as we know, no Chris Godwin. And for the Eagles, Hurts is good to go. He sat out because that game was meaningless. And Sanders, Howard, and Boston Scott should be back. Miles Sanders dealing with a broken hand. Yeah. So, God, I wish we had Brandon Graham for this game one. And to be honest, I think it's kind of the same situation where – the last game with the Bengals and Raiders, the matchup with this one, it was kind of closer than it was, right? Than the score. I, I'm I'm gonna say this is one of those games where the Bucks whooped our ass for four, three and a half quarters, and then like I was saying for a lot of weeks, the Eagles love to turn that shit on when they're down by twenty. Yeah. It was twenty eight to seven in the fourth quarter. We kind of came had a little mini like comeback, but I feel like the Bucks let up off the gas. And I double-checked the one. Shaq Barrett has been activated off the COVID list. Richard Sherman also is being active. Oh, the Richard Sherman is done. He will miss the whole postseason. I'm sorry. Yeah. It looks like Shaq Barrett is going to be playing this game. That's insane because I heard that yeah. his injury was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I I like the Bucks, man. Um, look, the Eagles, great season. They it's amazing that they even got into the playoffs, but I think it's just too much firepower for the Eagles, man. It's way too much. Um, Hertz is there's gonna be a point in time where Hertz has to make a throw in this game, and I don't think he's gonna be able to make it. And he's improved a lot. He's he's turned you into I hate Hertz to man, we have an identity, like he does really good what he does and it's all over the map with him because I feel like he's just progressively changing, like evolving every single hold, game. Hold on one, one second. I need to get a tissue. I'm so sorry. I know it's so <laughs> professional. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> As Max leaves the studio for a tissue. We are sorry for the inconvenience, everybody. Uh, how is your day going? How I'm you back. feeling? I'm sorry. Also, I want to say, <laughs> some fucking crow's knocking, so I thought someone was at the door, too. I'm going to go fucking murder a crow after the show. I'm sorry. That was very unprofessional of me. I apologize. But Jalen Hurts, Max. Yes. How but are you feeling I don't at this love him, but I fuck with him, okay? <laughs> I don't love him. You should, you should totally clip this. I don't love him, but I fuck with him. You know what I mean? Like, if I saw him at the mall, I'd be like, what up, Jay Hurts? But if he's like, let's go to dinner, I'd be like, I don't know about that. Let's, you know, let's get to, let's go for coffee before dinner. Yeah. But like you said, I'm, that's what the biggest, that's the biggest fear, right? I mean, yeah. this is one thing I say. Lamar Jackson won an MVP one, and we couldn't wait to talk about him throwing the ball in the playoffs. I don't feel like anyone's talking about that for Jalen Hurts. 
it's yeah. like less of a big deal for him to throw the ball to Lamar. But it's scary to think about one. It's like, dude, can we go? Can he throw for 250 yards and against good defense? I don't know. Yeah. And I'm going to say this about the rush defense for the Bucks. Vita Vea is the rush defense. Vita Vea and Dominican Sue, they're two mountains of a men to move. So we have to dominate them to win this game. And that's going to be tough, man. But I don't think it's as, it's the defense from last year, if that makes sense. I feel like they've taken a step back. They're, it's hard, man, because this is a team. It's like, it's like, remember the Warriors? It's like when they get to the playoffs, it's like the Cavs, right? When we get to the playoffs, we'll start giving a shit. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that Bucks team has that a little right. bit. Right. A lot of their season stats are skewed because one, they're in a weak division besides playing the Saints. So they beat up on uh, the Falcons and the Panthers four times. Mm-hmm. And another thing to consider, which is a good thing for the Eagles, would you say their offense is a gimmick? I wouldn't really say that. I wouldn't say it's a gimmicky <laughs> offense. I would say I almost choked on that statement right there. No, I would say it's a gimmick offense. No, I would um, I would say it's definitely not. I don't know who would say that. Those hurtful people out there who hate <laughs> the Eagles. Well, you know what? what? What comes to mind the last time that we've seen a team similar to the Philadelphia Eagles and it's kind of on a higher scale was the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I, I agree and, with that. Well, there's some parallels you can make, but. I think we have a lot better weapons on the outside. Jalen Rager, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. I wouldn't I wouldn't say Rager. Look, I, I'm, I'm Rager's off the whatever ship on me, Rager. Like, I'm off the ship. Quez Watkins. Give me fucking J.J. Arcega Whiteside, the corpse. Give me give me Greg Ward. A guy, a guy that's in a guy that's in prison, Max, that stopped playing in week eight has more yards than Jalen Rager. I'm yeah, off the Rager train. But you guys like him. You and Joey fucking liked him. Asshole. I liked him. I'm off the train. I just told you I'm off the train. Okay, I'm, right, I'm okay, with you okay. now. I'm off the train. On it, honestly, but, one. I, I, I'm a, like, I feel like that the parallels are there. But one thing we don't have that Baltimore had one. This is on the defensive side. I know that everyone thinks the Eagles still have this great pass rush. It's not as great as it was. We got Fletcher Cox, who's our second best lineman right now in my eyes. I love Javon Hargrave. We can't. We got 29 sacks, and I know we get a lot of pressures and stuff, but we got to get home on some of these pressures. We got to make Brady uncomfortable. You can't let Brady go back there. And you can look at the stats from last game we played. Brady, 34 for 42, 290 yards, two touchdowns a pick. And then when we played Justin Herbert, when we played in the Raiders, when we play real quarterbacks, we get dotted up. Yeah. And that scares the shit out of me. And I'll say this for us. Mike Evans banged up. Where's A.B. right now, Juan? Not there. No, he's on the streets. Belongs to the streets. No, Chris Godwin. I mean, Eric Weddle got a fucking job before Antonio Brown. That's insane. (laughs) We're gonna talk about that later. But (laughs) I'm I'm just a little scared, one, because we can't seem to get to the home to Brady. And I mean, you're gonna have to f with Brady to win this game. And we can't come out in the same defense. Brady's like, okay, cover three. Hmm. We're gonna call this play, and it's like, oh my god, what are we doing? So that's what scares me. I'm rolling with the Bucks, man. I think the Bucks are better in all phases. Uh, the one thing, maybe, you know what? Something that we didn't bring up. Maybe the run game is a little rusty with Fournette coming back. Maybe they can't get the run game going. That's a positive. I'm still rolling with the Bucks, though. I'm rolling with the GOAT. I'm rolling with Tom Brady. The quest for nine is on. 
I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be in his way. He's probably still pissed off from the Super Bowl. He definitely he lost is. to them. Uh, I'm looking. I'm 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 looking forward to an ass beating. Honestly, what's the score? I don't think it's going to be close. I think I got the Bucks thirty-one, Eagles eighteen. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles twenty to seventeen. <laughs> Everyone said last year. They gonna roll right over football team, and football team showed up. And this is the thing to me that gives me a little hope. It's gonna be a rainy game. It's gonna be a little cold. You know, Tom Brady. I know he played in Gillette, but f him. He's forty four. He's gonna get cold. He's gonna have to go for an early dinner, get his soup, so he doesn't fucking freeze to death. I need it to pour. I need it to pour because if it pours and the elements take over the game, I like the Eagles' chances. I like them regardless. But just help me out a little bit, God. Make it rain for your boy one time. I don't know if God cares about football in this instance. <laughs> what is that one guy? Who's the pre the the one dude who's like, I love you, God. I love you, God. I need some love from God. Right you do, now. man. You need a lot of you need a lot of praying for that one. Man. I'll be praying a lot like, before this. I'm game basically this I'm game. down by by two games now in the stadium. Okay. Let's just call it. All, All right, right, let's I'll let's start, I'll move go back on. To matching your games. Let's move on. Sunday afternoon, man. We got the Niners and the Cowboys. Intriguing matchup, man. These are two storied franchises. Not the first time these two teams meet in the playoffs. All the way down to Dallas Clark, the Deion Sanders days, the Aikman days, Steve Young, Ricky Waters. It brings back memories, man. We haven't had a really big game between these two teams in a while, I feel like, though. Yeah. It's been a while. It's it's been a minute, man. And the Niners are coming in hot. 17 point lead doesn't matter. Debo Samuel and the boys. They came I mean, back. Beat the <laughs> beat the Rams. Cowboys, on the other hand, coming I would off argue a they huge performance off a second string Eagles team. <laughs> 52 burger on my Max. Eagles. When's the last time they played a meaningful game? I would say the First time they played Washington this year the, was yeah, the last the meaningful one. game they played. Maybe the Sunday night one, but it's like they already had it locked up. I mean, we talked about the Bills feasting on the week. The Dallas Cowboys feasted on the week, too. Sheesh. Like, they have the number one offense by yards, number two in points. No, one in points, second yeah. in passing yards. But the passing game for the Cowboys has been under fire lately. Kellen Moore under fire. And... I'm not if I'm a Cowboy fan, if I'm Dak, and I just want to say real quick because we talked about all our teams. Dak's a Cowboy fan, our close friend Joey, the Niner fan, Raiders are one, Eagles are me. It's just nice we're all in the playoffs together. Yeah. And it's unfortunate me and one are probably going home early. But <laughs> I kind of want Joe. Well, I mean, someone's going from this game, but <clears throat> I mean, I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm scared, man. The, the Niners, I mean, there's there's reason to be afraid on both sides, right? And it's it I mean both quarterbacks. It's the worst matchup that the Cowboys could have drawn. I think honestly. so. I mean, any team wouldn't want to play the Niners. Any team. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Right. So what do you think, Juan? Uh, look, I'm looking at the coaching staff right now. I think uh underrated matchup that really nobody's talking about. Kyle Shanahan versus Dan Quinn. His These are two boss. guys. Uh, Dan Quinn used to be Kyle Shanahan's boss. They made it to a Super Bowl together with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm interested to see how Kyle Shanahan dots up this Dan Quinn defense because I think that's going to be a major part of it. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to scheme up something really good this week, and the Niners should dominate. 
the Niners are better in all phases. I think they're better on defense. They're better on the offensive line, running game, all that. Now, all that said, Max, Mm -hmm. the one exception that scares me to death, even picking the Niners, and I bet Niner fans all year it's been like this, what we've been saying, the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, amazing game last week, probably his best game of his career. Kudos to you. Took real guts to do that. Well, let's just say best half of his career. I mean, yeah, best half. <laughs> best half. And one of the best drives I've seen from Jimmy in yep. his career. Absolutely. Hands down. They could have used that in the Super Bowl that one year. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't happen. But he scares me to death. Is he going to turn over the ball? This is a Cowboys team first mm-hmm. in takeaways, plus 14 differential. That scares me. Just You um, took digs. the words out of my mouth, Juan. You, I was going to say, I don't care what the stats say. I both of these teams have I would say they are good offensive lines, but we have the team on the Niners. They like to give the the they like to give away the ball as I fumble over my words, excuse me. But what is Dallas love one? Like you said, they love to take that ball away. Yep. And in the playoffs, the turnover matchup is probably the biggest key to each game. Like we could honestly say the key for each team is win the turnover battle, but we want to be a little bit better than bland. But the Niners, especially one, they were 23rd in the league, negative four. And giveaways, they were 21st. They gave away that ball. And the Cowboys took that shit away. So that's what I agree with you 100 percent It's gonna come down to positive a pick. Positive coming out of San Francisco, though. They showed last week they can come back from it. 17 yep. points down, a couple of interceptions, no problem. Came back. That was early in the game. Hard to do that twice. I don't think home field advantage takes place in this game. I think watch out for the Niner fans, man. I know I'm always giving them shit. I will continue to give him shit. Don't be surprised if they take over the, uh, Jerry uh, Jerry World. Though. Well, I think I think we give the San Francisco people track. I, I feel like there a lot of their fans are priced out of the games too, and the real fans don't go to the games. Exactly. Yeah, but don't be surprised if they take over Jerry World. I don't think it's going to be a big uh, factor for home field for the Dallas Cowboys. And all year they have not been that good at home. Lost to the Raiders at home. Lost to the Cardinals at home. You know, they've dropped a couple games at home, bro. But I'm going with the Niners. With all that said, um, Jimmy G scares me. But I think Kyle Shanahan something due for Dan Quinn. And, like, that's what that's where they're going to win this game schematically. And Mike McCarthy, what? decision is he gonna make to fuck the cowboys you know it's crazy. what is he's it gonna 10 be? And eight in the playoffs which is a pretty respectable record but i have so little faith in mike kyle shannon's only been in three playoff games well four of those, i have more faith four in of those came the super bowl year exactly and it's the same thing with kyle shannon he's only won one playoff run so i think it's a little funny how me and you have so much more faith than kyle shanahan but mike mccarthy he's been there he's got wins he's been to the nfc championship game like three separate times but we're like, man, how's he going to F up the game? And I love what you said, Juan. No one's talking about Dan Quinn versus Kyle Shanahan. Is there maybe a better D coordinator who knows his like opponent? Because he's like, yeah. he worked for me. This offense, yeah. I've seen it. We did it. So they both have knowledge of each other. So it's yeah. like you said, it's going to be a chess match between them. And then I need to ask you two questions. Who's the most ver- – is Debo Samuel the most versatile player on offense in the yes. league? Yes. Yes. Who's the most versatile player on defense in the Michael league? Micah Parsons. So he this we have game. a He's battle a of div- we have a battle of flexibility of 
players who can do it all. So which one of those guys is going to make the splash? Let me tell you, Micah coming off the edge is going to be Micah forcing a fumble. Is Micah getting a pick in coverage? It's going to be running back Debo. And if I'm the Cowboys, I can't let running back Debo beat me. You got to let the receiver Debo beat you. You can't let both go off. You need to stop one of them. Look, I'm I'm no means a football guru when it comes to the film room. I know I know the basics, but would it be crazy to think you're always talking about? You know, when people play Lamar Jackson, you got that quarterback spy, that guy that just keeps on the on the quarterback, like the Derwin James. Like his job is to stay on the quarterback. Would it be crazy if I'm Dan Quinn and I'm like, you know what, Parsons? Whenever Debo Samuel's in motion, whenever he's in the backfield, I want all eyes on Debo, and I want you to hunt him down. I would, I would say do that when he's running back, Debo Micah. I want you to take care of him. Because yes. we see, we've seen Debo Samuel run over like linebackers, even Fuck. like cornerbacks. Yeah, I don't think you can run. You ain't going to run over Michael Parsons, bro. Michael it's, Parsons yeah. is different. He's a heat-seeking missile. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with the Niners two-one. I am. I don't like it. I'm scared as hell of this game. And I hate both teams. I, I do. I don't want to. Can they end in a tie and both go home? That'd be right. cool with me. And real quick, <laughs> one, I'll give you the injury updates. Trent Williams is going to go for this game. I don't That's think Michael Lynch is going to be there. Uh, the punter for the Niners, Winooski, he's in concussion protocol right now. Chukwaski Tart should be good. And no Michael Gallup, but Tyron Smith, Michael Parsons, and Tony Pollard are all good to go. It's all start. healthy. So, hey, Robbie Gold, did that change big... anything for you? No, Robbie Gold did a great job punting last week. Hell of it. And you check fine. holding. That was yeah. a great performance. Yeah, which now with, with, with him out. They'll be fine. I, I still like the Niners. Trent Williams back, huge. Best left tackle in the league. Not even close. Niners, 28. Cowboys, 24. I got Niners, 24. Cowboys, 21. I think it's going to be close, but you know Cowboys love to get their hearts ripped out at the end of games. Okay. Uh, two more games to go. Pittsburgh Steelers, the fucking Cinderella of the year. <laughs> Bro, you did know you know what, this though? might be Big Ben's last game? Oh, I fucking, what What was this? Like three games ago, it was supposed to be Big Ben's last game. And last like, game in Heinz. Last game geez. ever. And he's oh, like, oh, shit, God. here he is. Yeah. And I'm well, going to call right now. This is last fucking game. I'll go. <laughs> I'll take it. Go ahead. 12 and a half point underdogs. Pittsburgh Steelers. There was Jesus. a. Media today caught Big Ben. He was talking about the game, saying, "Hey, just go out there and play, play and have fun." I think this game is going to be a lot closer than uh, people think. You know, coming into the game, I'm like, Steelers are going to get destroyed. I, I really don't think so. I believe in Mike Tomlin. It's a fucking miracle that Mike Tomlin got this team to the playoffs. And How yes, I'm putting it all on his shoulder on the Steelers one. Steeler fans, that's about it. No, I'm saying how many people like on their team do you believe in? Like, I believe you believe. So the list has got to be, look, Mike Tomlin, TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward. Fitzpatrick, that's it. Fitzpatrick, no one on offense. No. Will Chase Claypool celebrate something while they're down? Probably. I heard that Chase Claypool, Juju Smith, and Patrick Mahomes' brother are going to all make a TikTok in the middle of the field before the game. 
Oh, are they going to be like – I don't want to say what I was going to say, but, man, I can't think of a funner receiver room than Clay Chase Pool. Uh, Chase Claypool, Clay Chase Pool. Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster. And honestly, just signing Jackson Mahomes. Just get the trifecta of TikTok, like, united. Oh but let's gosh. get to real shit that's going to affect this game one. Yeah. I agree with you. Mike Tomlin worries me. Eight and eight. In the playoffs, which is surprising for a guy like Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid, seventeen and fifteen. Both of these coaches, you know, a lot of hard playoff matchups for them. Yeah, a lot of it's hard. Still like tested, and it's like, dude, eight playoff wins is hard. How many coaches? Half of those eight wins. Half of those playoff losses when Mike Tomlin is from the Patriots, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> um, I, I still like the Chiefs, man. They've been looking rusty the last two weeks. Um. I just feel like when there needs to be a a play made, they're going to make it, whether it's someone on the defense or it's someone on the offense. Um, I don't know how they're going to look for the near future in the playoffs for next game, but I think for this game, it's just too much. Uh, Big Ben not being able to throw the ball downfield is going to be a problem. The, the Chiefs like to dare you to pass, and sometimes that may be a recipe for disaster for a team like the Bengals. But in for the Steelers case, that's what you want to do. You want to dare them to throw the ball deep because Big Ben's arm is fucking dead. It's done. <laughs> the one chance that the, that the Steelers got that I think would play a part in this is their defense. I think they can cause some turnovers. They're, they can get sacks. And Patrick Mahomes has been loosey-goosey with the ball this, this year. So I got Chiefs 20... I'm going to say Chiefs 25, Steelers 17. <coughs> Excuse me. I like what you said, Juan. Honestly, I like the matchup for the Steelers of Claypool and Deontay Johnson on the Chiefs corners. I feel like that's a matchup to take advantage of, but I don't think you can with Big Ben's arm. And, yeah, I know Big Ben played good in the fourth quarter and overtime against the Ravens, but they're depleted across the board. And I, you already took what I was going to say. If TJ Watt can have a big game, they have a chance. <coughs> Excuse me. But if I'm the Chiefs, I come out, I play a little conservative, I run the ball. Their, our offensive line on the Chiefs is no slouch one. They have a lot of good talent. So yeah. you invest a lot of money in that unit, have some faith in them, run the ball a little bit, then get the pass game going, and just take care of the ball. Don't make this again. If the Chiefs play a good game, they'll blow out the Steelers. So don't give them chances. I, I agree with what you said about Mike Tomlin gets the guys ready, but I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to pull away 33-13. to 13. This is the least fun game I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And that's all, folks. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking NFL said, you know what? Fuck Sunday. Fuck Saturday. We're going to have Monday night football. How do you feel about a Monday playoffs. night playoff game? I don't like it. I, I really it's weird, don't. right? You're like, it's eh, weird. It's- it's weird. It fucks the team with the short week. Yeah, like, there's no doubt. Like stupid. One of these teams, they're gonna have to play on Sunday next week, right? How there's no way they be if a Saturday team had to play a, like a Monday night team. Oh my god! I mean, I, it can't happen. It won't happen. But if that happened, I'd be like, "What the hell's wrong with you guys? Like, why yeah. do they get an extra day and we get one less day to prepare?" Yeah. Nonetheless, we got Monday night football. Arizona Cardinals, eleven and six. Traveling to the Los Angeles Rams, who are 12 and 5, division winners, losers of last week. 
Um, this is a rematch. I mean, third matchup, man. Cardinals beat them, then the Rams beat them. Let's see what happens. Thankfully, we don't have the matchup this year of the team who beat them twice. You know, that's always a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's a death. It seems like it seems like you do not want to beat a team twice because you're probably gonna lose in the playoffs. But look, I think one thing that sticks out to me. It's Matthew Stafford. Um, never won a playoff game. Part of the reason why well, he did play for the Detroit many, Lions. How many games did he play? Two, <laughs> three. Yeah, she played three. Yeah, he played three. Yeah, oh and three. Oh no, three games. Um, I forgot who the third matchup was, but he is in fact zero and three in the playoffs. Damn man. Um. He scares me right now. He scares the living shit out of me. Nothing. There's two things wrong with the Rams. They can't run the ball. And Matthew Stafford is like, you talk about Patrick Mahomes being loosey-goosey. This motherfucker is throwing picks left and right. It it feels like every time he is back there to to pass, I'm scared that he's going to throw a pick. But the first half of the... 49ers game one, you were like, man, Stafford's dealing, right? You're like, wow, he's yeah. in his bag. And then it's like second half. And I know the Niners defensive line whooped the shit out of the Rams in the second half. And I read an art, I read I was reading stats today. I was reading an article about the Rams that are like second in PFF pass block. I would love to know how they do it. And I know they only gave up 31 sacks, but there's just like when they play good defensive lines, other Whitworth is a good is very good. Whitworth's really great at his job. He's a he's a franchise left tackle and even though he's 40 years old he's your like don't worry about him he'll take care of whoever i have no faith in anyone else on that old line to win a matchup against anyone talented and thankfully there's not a lot of talent on this 49 i mean excuse me this cardinal defense line chandler jones is good uh they got some guys who can make plays. marcus golden they got some guys on the inside but they got to protect stafford like i know i agree with you he's been very loosey-goosey with the ball but you can't get your ass kicked like that against a good defensive line and like have hopes to go deep in the playoffs to me. Yeah. But I like the Rams defense. Um, I, I don't like what I've seen from the Cardinals from the past couple no. of weeks. I know, I know they beat the Cowboys. That was probably their best win. Well, they've the lost last, like, like the three out of their last four, right? They yeah. lost to Seattle, the lions, and they lost to the Rams. And one thing about the Cardinals though, if I'm correct, I'll double check to see if I'm right on this. I think they've only lost one game on the road. Yeah, that's how they good lost, they've been. I lost one. They were. I mean, this might be a home game for them, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the saying. Niners taking over so far last week. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, every game I've ever went to for the Rams or Chargers, it was taken over. Yeah, but that's, that's eight and one from the day. Eight and one on the road. Three and five at home. Positive for the Cardinals. They're on the road. Maybe um, maybe that's why they were like, fuck it, let's not get home field. Let's just go. Probably. <laughs> and this fuck it, let's just tank the season. One. This is for yeah. Cliff's first play. Kyler's first game. A lot of mm-hmm. firsts for the Cardinals. Very, very young, dude. What's the deal on Hopkins? Is he playing? He's out. He's out. Realistic, a realistic chance for him is the NFC Championship game. James Conner's really banged up. Ribs and heel. Rondale Moore and Marco Wilson for the Cardinals are banged up. Jordan Fuller won for the Rams, is out for the playoffs, and Taylor Rapp is in concussion protocols. Darius Williams hurt his shoulder. Stafford hurt his toe. 
and they signed Eric Weddle to play to play a meaningful role in this game. You're telling me it's a little scary. Um, you haven't played one game all year. That scares me. I, I mean, Eric does. Weddle was a great player. Yeah, eight years ago. Yeah, it scares the shit out of me if he's going to play meaningful minutes in this game. That is crazy. Absolutely insane. I can't believe they signed him out of all people. I mean, I know he like his IQ's off the charts. He probably knows the defense, but why wouldn't you just go with like one of your practice squad guys? Like, yeah, someone who's like can even trust he's in football shape. And that's no shade yeah. at him. I'm just saying you haven't played one snap all season. Yeah, and you come into the most important game of the year for 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 the Rams. That's not a recipe I like one at all. I mean, yeah. let, let's be real. Eric Weddle's not the end all be all. Like he could be ass this game, but they'll still win the game. And to me, one we didn't talk about this. The big money for the Rams has to play big. I'm talking about Ramsey, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Stafford, Odell. I'm not worried about Cooper Cup. I know he's going to be a playmaker. But all the star power on this team, Juan, it's time to perform. And I feel like we haven't got a full game out of the Rams since the Cardinals. We get a half. We got one half against the 49ers. And I know they already had it locked up a playoff spot, so it's kind of hard to get up for it. But still, I felt like they wanted to come out and whoop the 49ers ass. They were tired of hearing they beat us five straight times. So yeah. it's time for them, them to step up. One, I don't know what to say. McVay, I need you to step up. You can't celebrate with your team in the end zone and then lose the game. I need a little bit more from you, Sean. Something very interesting I heard from – I heard Jonathan Vilma on a podcast earlier this week. And he was talking about Aaron Donald. He was talking about the defensive player of the year uh, conversation. And um, a good point that he brought up is he, you know, he loves Aaron Donald, one of the most talented defensive players we've ever seen ever. In the NFL history, but 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 <laughs> there is a problem. There is a problem with him, in the fact that he's such a he's such a of a alpha on his on the defense. Who the fuck is gonna tell him? All right, let's pick it up here. Like, come on, let's. Well, like, I mean, shouldn't that be his job to tell everyone else? Like, I mean, I feel like Jalen Ramsey could say that to him, unless you don't think so. Like Von Miller can't say that to so. Aaron Donald. I don't think so. I mean, Von Miller's a Super Bowl MVP, like best edge rusher of his generation. No. Like, if you can't be told that as a leader, I think there's something wrong. And I don't, obviously, me and you don't know, right? No, no, but I think Aaron Donald is known to be a hothead. Yeah. He is, you know, especially when he's on the field. I've heard rumors of just people talking about him, like on podcasts and stuff. He's the type of dude that he's different when he's on the field. Like, he doesn't want to hear it. And, you know, he throws temper tantrums sometimes. And, I mean, the guy's amazing. He's won, what, three de- defensive players of the year? He's years? been the best defensive player in the last seven years. Ever since he's he's stub- yeah. stepped foot on the NFL field. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good point to bring up where, like, that's a problem. Like, you know what I mean? And sometimes, sometimes, like, he's non-existent. At times, like against the Niners, like where was Aaron Donald? I, I did not see a lot of Aaron Donald that game. And I mean, obviously, he gets so much attention, right? Double team right. constantly. But honestly, the, where I would say he needs to step up is in the run support. Like you got, and I know he's a smaller guy, right? He's not what you think. Like Vince Wolfor, when you think no. defense tower, like you think a big 
hulking. Aaron Donald's like the most in shape defensive tackle. Like, man, he looks cut up, has a six pack. Not yeah. many defensive tackles like him, but he's small, six feet tall, 280 pounds. Correct. I mean, look, not to be mean, Kyler's the munchkin of the quarterbacks, right? <laughs> yeah. Donald's the munchkin of the defensive tackles. Like, yeah. That's what everyone started looking for smaller ones like Donald. No. And I just need him to be a little bigger. Like I don't know how to say. Like I need him to come up big. Like I said, star power got to show up. Yeah, star you power has to. Cliff Kingsbury and the- it kind of showed up last week in big spots. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. yeah for no, like no, no. Even in the second half. Oh yeah. Bob yeah, Miller yeah. got the sack, mm-hmm. and then Jalen Ramsey with the pick, and um, I believe that's when Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford hooked up for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it was like Matt Stafford. Vaughn, Ramsey, all guys that they gave up capital for. Like they all showed up in those moments. I just feel well, like they no, need to put There's a full no moment game. you need to show more than this game on. Yeah. You need to and show for four sh- quarters. I think we need to shift to the Cardinals a little because we talked a lot about the Rams. What do the Cardinals need to do on to win this game? Other than don't let Aaron Donald sack Kyler Murray three times in a game like they did last yeah. time. They got to protect Murray. Uh, Murray needs to be a playmaker. He needs to show that October, that November type of play from Murray. He that week two, Kyler. Yeah. He needs to be an absolute playmaker. Bombs down the field with A.J. Green. Um, trick plays and end arounds with Rondell Moore. All all the above, bro. And then get the run game going with James Conner and have that little smash and dash with him and Edmonds. Their Edmonds offense killed the Rams the first game, one. 12 yeah. carries to 120 yards. If they get that from him, it's going to be a yeah. tough night. And maybe yeah. you can take advantage with no Jordan Fuller, no Taylor Rabin, old man Weddle trying to contain Chase Edmonds. Yeah, I will go at them. I will go 100%. at them on offense, man. Um, this is a big game for Cliff. This is a big game for Kyler. How much if do you they, trust Cliff? I don't I don't trust them at all. I, I don't trust them at all. You know, I'm saying the things that they sh- that that they should do to how win. How much of that is because it's his first game, or just how much of it is because it's Cliff? You don't trust him. No, I, I like Cliff. It's just time and time again, him and Kyler have shown down the stretch when the games got get bigger, they don't play well. Mm-hmm. He doesn't scheme well, and Kyler doesn't play well. Now the quarterback and the and the head coach go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and especially it those matters. Two. Yeah, and it matters in December and January, and they need to show that until until they show me that. That's when I'll become a believer. They win this game. This can be the type of game where a team wins that catapults you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. I think for both teams, it, it affects it. I think the Cardinals have more potential for that. But I think it, it goes for the Rams, too. If you win this game, you feel really good about yourself. Because a lot of the year when we were talking about Cardinals, are they the best team in football? Yeah. And they yeah. struggled in December like they seem to always do. But that leads me to pick the Rams. One, I have faith in McVay and Stafford. I'm, it's a little less faith than I had a few weeks ago with Stafford just being loosey-goosey with the ball. But I'm going Rams 30 points. Excuse me. The Rams 30, the Cardinals 24. I'm going to go Rams 35, Cardinals 31. Another thing that I don't trust is the Cardinals offense without D-Hop. Maybe that's a big part of it. Ever since the dude's been hurt, they've been a different offense. It could just be as simple as that. You know, one of the best receivers in the game. You lose yeah. them, your offense not as good. You know, I mean, it makes it be as simple as that. It really could. But that's all the playoff matchups. I cannot 
wait, Max, until we No, it's going to be games. a crazy weekend and weekday, I guess. We have to say yeah. weekday now, right? That's so weird, man, to have a Monday yeah. night game. So we'll be here Sunday night and we'll try to we'll try to see, you know, how it goes, but we're not going to be able to probably do it until probably Wednesday when we break down the Rams and 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 Cardinals game. That's just the way it is. Maybe if we find some time we'll do we'll do a show on Tuesday. You know, we'll see how it yeah, goes. Simply, but I'm excited. If we do that, it'll just be the Rams and Cardinals just yeah, reacting to exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. But we'll see how it goes. Let's move on. Another crazy thing that happened. Black Monday and apparently Black Tuesday for other teams. A bunch <laughs> yeah. of head coaches Little, got fired. The Giants are so bad at being an organization. They didn't even participate in Black Monday. They missed it. <laughs> yeah. Let's start off with the two dysfunctional teams off bat. Yeah. Um, let's Definitely. start with the Giants and let's transition into what happened in Miami. So the Giants, apparently Dave Gettleman retired. I don't know now, how much you want to believe that. That's like quitting before you're about to get fired. But exactly. I like it. I like it, Dave. Look, Way to save face. And Joe Judge officially out of New York. It needed to happen. This is a guy that me and Max were almost big fans of for the first year. And it just went sour in 2021. Complete shit fest, bro. I mean, the team looked bad. Everything was bad except for Daniel Jones, honestly, in our opinion. Saquon looking like a bust. Just let, let me put this in perspective, Max. Kenny Galladay, big ass contract, right? I don't even know how much, how many, how much he got paid, right? A I'll look it up for you, bro. I'll look it up. Yeah, for you. look I'm it up. Good. So Kenny Galladay, big ass free agent, <laughs> and then in the first round, you draft the guy in Kadarius Tooney, another wide receiver. Now, answer oh this goodness. question, Max. How many touchdowns have that those two guys combined for? Oh, I know Galladay has zero. So maybe one. Does Tony have one? Zero. Combined. Oh, zero. You get a marquee free agent wide receiver who didn't miss the whole season. And you got Kadarius Tooney, another guy who didn't miss the whole season. Zero touchdowns. Big I, I like money, Tooney, man. Big That's draft capital. Him. Yeah, I agree, though. I like it's. Oh, it's Tony. It's I, I hear Tooney all the time, but it's Tony. But. I like Tony one. I actually think the future is bright for him, but maybe not in the Giants uniform. Yeah. But I think they fucking whiffed on Galladay. I mean, look, it jury's out. He could be really good next year. This year was disastrous for Kenny Galladay. And four-year, $72 million contract, $40 million guaranteed. It's basically a three for 53 with $40 million guaranteed. A lot of, yeah. that's a lot of money for no touchdowns and not a lot of yards either. He was yeah. bad this year. Their offense was anemic. Like I say, one, thank God they fired Jason Garrett. That fixed it all for them, right? I think what did it, what did it too, was the QB sneak that they did on third and nine or third. Don't and forget six. about the one they did the play before that too. They did yeah. two in a row. <laughs> terrible, absolutely terrible. This is the team. I, I didn't even know this, Max. You know what I found out also? One of these games this year, I want to say it was week seventeen or sixteen. One of these. The Giants didn't have enough cap space to put a full, what what is it, 55-man roster on game day? Are you serious? I'm so serious. They had to suit up 51 players because how bad their cap space Yo, was. It's COVID, bro. It's tough times, man. We all got to learn to cut back. <laughs> so like, he got. That's no how judge. bad. That's how bad. And look, to top it's it all off. It's a systematic failure. 
it's I know, I know, Max. I know, I know. It's a systematic failure, right? So the guy's job that runs the money with with numbers in their building, he's in talks of one of their top candidates to be the GM. No, that's how that. fucking bad this organization is. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Our cap space is fucking amazing. Let's hire the guy who's fucking running it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a hard pass for me. And Joe Judge, <laughs> he's had, I would say, one of the weirder turns in coaching history. We, this is a guy me and one liked. I would say after the first year, and yeah. I liked him until that last pre- the Bizarro press conference. That was like, guys want us be back here. Well. I bet you want to be back there too, bro. After a ten and twenty-three, after two season run, six and ten last year, four and thirteen this year. One, he was bad this year, and then I think he would have kept his job on if he handled the media a little better. But he was atrocious there too, and that's part of being a coach. One is dealing with the media, making the fans feel secure, like, "Hey, we'll fix this." Not making the fans want to like show up in fucking clown bags with a Pepsi bottle. Big example, Max. Big example, a guy who could be a lot more critical. And I know it's it's a lot deeper. Uh, it's a way. It's a really deep conversation about Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is an example of that, though. A guy that makes a lot of crazy decisions, a lot of bizarre moves. But one thing that he does, he manipulates and handles the media, fucking perfect. Yep, definitely. And I think he Joe Judge lost the locker room. Definitely lost it. And I know a coach that didn't lose a locker room. And it's it's funny. You can kind of, like, figure out. And the two coaches we're going to talk about first are both from the Belichick tree. Both New England guys. The New England thing hasn't did not work here. And you didn't see any players come to the defense of Joe Judge when you weren't like, what happened? Right. Well, the case with Brian Flores was players were fucking pissed that they fired him. Fans were pissed. I am pissed. I am pretty sure you're pissed because you like Brian Flores. Yeah, I love Brian Flores. Um, this is a sh- it's it's a non-football decision, no. and I hate that. It's a non-football decision. Chris Greer, th- th- this is the way I say it. Chris Greer, and um, I'm Stephen forgetting Ross, the, the owner, Stephen Ross, the yep. the owner. They're two of guys. Brian Flores is Woo! nice. I think that's what it came down to. All the reports that I've been hearing, all the all the all the stuff that I've been reading, it's it's came down to that. That mm-hmm. relationship that Flores wants better for the organization, and it is not a Tua guy. Yep. And it dates back from when they first when they first had that draft pick. Flores was a Herbert guy. He wanted to draft Herbert. He did not want to touch <laughs> Tua. Greer that, and Ross yeah. were Tua guys. And it's been fucked since then. They, Stephen Ross, I mean, okay, as an owner, I understand you want your coach, your GM to be on the same page. Yeah. But I'm real tired of the coaches being the fall guys for the GMs. Yeah. If they was going to fire Flores, Chris Greer should have gone right with him, in my opinion. Yeah. Flores, they're 24 and 25 one in three years. Do we not remember 2019 one? Does everyone forget when they were tanking openly, trading yeah. away their only good players for draft picks. And they went 5-11. and 11. We talked about how shit they were. Everyone did before the season started, how they were going to be the Texans. Mm-hmm. 0-16 was on the horizon. And they were surprisingly competitive. Last year, they went 10-6. and 6. 
one to a game away from the playoffs so that he shit the bed this year, one game away Tua shit the bed. He got fired because the ownership and GM believe in Tua. Two winning seasons. Those are two winning 2020, yeah. 10 and six, nine and eight's a winning record. That's what were they before? Season. Oh, yeah, they were dog shit. So yeah, five and low. Yeah. Adam Gase, Joe Philbin. This organization has had no stability the last 20 years. There's a reason the Patriots win this division basically every year because none of the teams, besides the Bills, who got stability now, can figure shit out. And this is, I mean, I hope they do, I hope they suck, Juan. This was a horrible move. And I wrote this last thing in my notes, Juan. I wrote one in quote, and then I put quotes. If you have a good, if you have a defensive coach, you should have a good defense. Did Brian Flores not do his job as a coach and yeah, defensive coordinator? Amazing defense. Yeah. Amazing defense. So they fired him. I'm sure he'll be hired. I don't think the Giants will hire him because they're kind of done with the Belichick thing, in my opinion. Or maybe they do hire him. I don't know. Brian Flores is going to find a new home. He'll be a DC somewhere or he'll be a head coach. And I want him to be a head coach and I want him to stick it to the fucking Dolphins. Who in I'm their sh- right, who in their right fucking mind, Max, would take that job in Miami? Who in their right fucking mind? Some, hum- you have some to- person hungry out there, a little delusional, who they're I- going to sell them a fake bill of goods. Because Steven Ross isn't a good owner. And Chris Greer, hmm, you kind of missed on a lot of your draft picks, dude. So, and you're blaming it on Flores, and you got out scot free because you have the owner's ear. You you jerk him off during games. Well, it's like, why did the coach? Why isn't the coach playing Tua? Why Tua throw that pick? Oh, it was a bad play call. The coach. Yeah, it's all the coach, right? What? What saying are you always are are you always saying, Max? The fish rots from the head down. So yeah, great. They have a decent football team, maybe even great. You know, besides the quarterback, they have a real squad. But with a coach going there and you have to deal with this fucking owner and this GM and you seen how they treated the last guy, I don't want to step foot in that fucking place. No. Terrible. It's terrible. And it's going to be so fucking hilarious if this is all for Jim Harbaugh. And another thing. Well, no, no. They said it won't be because Stephen Ross went to Michigan and he doesn't want to steal Jim Harbaugh away from Michigan. He doesn't want his alma mater. To suffer is what I read online. Yeah. So be fucking, yeah. you guys could go fucking have a great time together being a trash ass college team. I don't care your rank. You guys got clapped up by Bama. Yeah. Or uh, excuse me, you got clapped up by Georgia. You're not trash, but you're just not at the same tier. Have fun, yeah. Dolphins, not being at the same tier as the top teams in the NFL. I can't wait one for the coach to take over because they're going to be like, oh, it's a good roster. And then they are not coached up because they're not Brian Flores and they suck. Yeah. Yeah. And one more thing before we move on. Deshaun Watson will be out of his fucking mind to still go to the dog. Oh, he only wanted to go there, I read, because of Flores. And Flores was like, yo, we got to get this guy. So I hope that is totally gone. That's dead. That's probably dead then. And that's probably what was prolonging it. It probably would have been done if Ross and Greer weren't there. But but maybe that's why they never traded him on. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. They were like, no, we got our guy to a. Because remember, yeah. they were like, oh, we have to give up Tua to get him. They were like, no, we can't give up Tua. Yeah, like me and you, week after week. I mean, the whole NFL circles were like, why the fuck aren't the Dolphins pulling the trigger on this? They got the capital. They got this. They got that. This is before the whole allegations. This was during the season. And to quote me and you, we would have traded Tua so fucking fast his head would have spun. We were like, trade him. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. And yeah. we see... This is a terrible one. This was the most shocking one by far. Shock. Like Vic Fangio to me wasn't shocking. 
Matt Nagy, good job. Uh, Zimmer. Mike Zimmer, not surprised either. So where do you want to go from there? I wanted I want to know your opinion. Who's the what's the best spot for for uh, all these all these organizations? We'll throw the Raiders in there too. Well, I think with the with Matt Nagy, one thing I have to say is he had the first really good year. He had a couple mediocre years. I think what did him in one was people don't seem to remember him and Trubisky kind of did disliked each other, and there was a lot of weird press conferences with him and Trubisky. The one thing I think that's weird one is you just drafted Justin Fields. You just gave all this draft capital up, and you're firing the coach and the GM that drafted him. That, to me, is always a red flag when a rookie quarterback's on his second coach in two years. Just the organization. That's not That's not an indictment of Justin Fields' future. It's just, to me, I don't like to see that. And this is my thing for you on, I just thought of, if they if they don't doink that kick, you think Matt Nagy's still the coach? Probably not. I mean, things are changed, you know? <laughs> Was he one things point away from being a Super Bowl champion coach? Yeah. I, I mean, I things know, are maybe. changed. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, Nagy, all, all the, I think all of them had the same kind of thing. Like, all three coaches besides Vic Mangio, all of them had success at one point. Like, Nagy, Zimmer had a lot. Them. Zimmer, mm-hmm. look. I think when Great it comes tenure. down to Zimmer. Great job. It just, it just I, needed a fresh start. Yeah, I think it was just one of those times where you need change. Like, yeah. you know, a little bit little bit too um, too long there. Dude, one. Um, he went 7 and 9, 11 and 5, 8 and 8, 13 and 3, 8, 7 and 1, 10 and 6, 7 and 9, 8 and 9. Not crazy one thing. awful season. It's just a lot crazy. of winning, four winning seasons and a championship game. Crazy to think with the Vikings. Do you think they should have kept? Case Keenum? No, I don't think so. I don't think you don't he would think have so? been better than Kirk Cousins. No, I think, I mean, I think their team was just kind of like flawed, you know, and like they, let's be real, they shouldn't have beat the Saints. They're a miracle away from the Saints, like not beating the Saints, right? So then they were a division. They don't even go to the NFC Championship game. And then everyone's like, I mean, they got blown out by the Eagles. So Still it's a not like, game, though. which game? Against Saints? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I agree with what I'm saying, but look what happened when you played like the second team. The, like the best team in the division, you got your ass blown out. So you weren't as close as like other teams in there. You weren't in the Eagles league. And I, you could say it's one game and shit happens. This door's closed. I'm sorry. And the buzzer or whatever. What's up, dad? Don't jerk off. But um, <laughs> I think Mike Zimmer won. You got to give him an A on his tenure, dude. I don't know what else you want. Like he made them competitive he's, for eight years. He's going to be an awesome. All these guys are going to be awesome coordinators. Like, Except for Nagy. <laughs> no, Nagy's going to be a great coordinator. I don't know, man. I don't trust his offense anymore. I mean, he probably just didn't have the pieces. I mean, watch him go he somewhere. Fucked, did he they... drafted Trubisky and feels what the fucks he want. Yeah, but I'm talking about just the whole the whole thing. Like, they never really had a tight end. They never really found the running back besides Montgomery this year. Like yeah, Jordan Howard. Dude, and Dog? this is a dude. And they're probably not even his guys. That's true. Pace, Pace is. He wanted. He wanted to start Andy Dalton. He even the fucking fan base and everyone else, us included, were like, "Fuck that! Don't start Andy Dalton." We didn't I even think get he to wanted, see Andy Dalton. He wanted Dalton because he thought if they could like somehow eke out a winning season, he'd be back. That was yeah. more about him than the future of the team. But 
I still I still like Nagy as as a play caller if he has the right pieces and the right okay. situation. Okay. Coordinators are always better in those type of situations. Dude, I look think at you'd Bill love O'Brien Angio to come to the Raiders if there's Oh my god. I think any defense any defense out there, whoever gets Vic Vangio, you can stamp it right now. Guarantee. I think Zimmer too. Top ten, yeah, Zimmer top ten too. defense. Both yeah. of those guys. More on Vic Vangio than Zimmer. I can see yeah. Zimmer maybe struggling, but Vangio, I don't care where he goes. Stamp it right now. Guarantee it. Top ten defense wherever he goes. Now back to the question: Who's the best landing spot? Who's the best team? Hey, what's like the most vacancy. attractive job you're saying? Yep, yep. Including the Raiders, I'll throw the Raiders in there. Well, well I mean, let's throw the Jacksonville Jaguars while we're fucking in. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, they're a vacancy uh, right now. Man, I didn't think about this. I didn't even write this down. But okay, let, let's just can we mark off a couple? I don't. I don't think it's the Dolphins. Okay. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I'm not picking the Dolphins. Okay. So then we have. Is it Denver? Is it? I mean, okay. So, how many of these? Teams I'll make do we the have? argument. I'll make the argument of whatever opposite you go. Okay. So, so I got two go, teams. Let's go these teams. Let's really quick. Let's go over the teams. We got the Giants, the Raiders, Denver, the Bears, Miami. Right. We have five teams and the Vikings. Yeah. Vikings. So we have six teams. How many of those six teams have established quarterback? Like the quarterback position is not a question mark. So the Jags got Lawrence. They got Raiders the got the Bears Carr. have Fields. The Raiders have they all kind of got quarterbacks besides besides Denver. The yeah, I mean, I would say Denver has the best team, but they have the worst quarterback position. So that's scary. So I would probably say Denver and the Raiders. Really? Yeah, I would okay. go with those two. Yeah, I mean, the I Giants have a lot one... of talent, but it's just all fucked up, you know. And I'm kind of going to switch it around. My pick will be most definitely the Minnesota Vikings. Really? I think they, I think they have the potential to get a new head coach and literally be first place in that division. Oh, I disagree strongly with that statement. I think they have all the playmakers in the world. They got Thielen. They got Jefferson. They got Dalvin Cook. Yeah, they have Kirk Cousins. That's the one thing. If I'm a head coach and the new GM, you got to figure out the quarterback situation. And whether it's keeping Cousins or getting a new guy, I think that team can get rolling. Add a couple of new pieces on the defense. I I think think they're very, very talented. I think the defense needs a lot, to be honest. And I think the offensive line is a question. I mean, we're not going to go into it, but I I see some of the points you make. Like, I, I love the playmakers. I love the flash of the team. But like I was talking about the other day, they need some substance on the team. They need some big, nasty guys on the D-line. They need some linebackers. They need some Maybe on the D-line. I, I disagree on their offensive line. I don't think their offensive line is as bad as has it been in years past. It's this it's, year, it's definitely improving one. And especially if they get something out of Darisa, who kind of disappointed me this rookie year. Yeah. But I, I really like the Minnesota Vikings. So what's your second um, team? My second team will by far be the Raiders. They're oh, a playoff team. They have Derek Carr. What, what's they your hat have say Darren on it? Waller. What's your hat say? What's your hat say on it? Is it the Raider hat? You already know. I mean, oh, that's, okay. I mean, okay. this is a team where I mean, <laughs> let's be real. They're a playoff team. Yeah, they got 
They got Jacobs <laughs> going they have through a defense. the worst stretch of off the field issues we've ever seen. Yeah. I, I think it's by far the Raiders. And then third will be a close third. It's it's the Broncos, but the quarterback scares you. It depends who you get. I mean, everyone everyone is fucking penciling in fucking Rodgers to the Broncos next year. I don't know about that. Why would he? I know he hates them, but, like, why would you leave, dude? Yeah. Like, sometimes the grass everyone, isn't greener. Yeah. Everyone's penciling in that shit, though. They're like, Rod, or Wilson. You know, everyone's throwing in the Wilson. <laughs> Dangerous. Okay. But by far, I think I think the best quarterback has to be a tie between Carr and Lawrence. But the expectations are going to be lower in Jacksonville. You can go in Jacksonville with zero expectation. You can win four games. Pick again. Yeah. Number one pick again. You can win four Let's... games and they'll be all right with it. <laughs> they'll be like, fuck, we're balling. Fuck it. Like wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, the fans are showing up in clown masks. So yeah. the expectations but... are typically low one when the fan base hates yeah. you. Fucking Pat McAfee, bro, was going fucking absolutely insane that they lost to the Jags. It was hilarious, bro. Dang, but yeah, I bet that hurts them. <laughs> that's going to do it for today's episode, man. We appreciate you guys rocking with us. We're one hour. It was a long one. Minutes. We know it was a yeah. long one. But hey, the hour fun. was the pickums, man. We we spent 24 minutes on the coaches, man. We had to talk about the coaches. But um, we appreciate you guys rocking with us. If you guys are new to the channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Smash the fuck out that like button. Um, Jesus, one. I mean, we children. Have, we have to. I mean, they got to smash it, bro. So would you want to smash it like the Raiders are probably going to smash the Bengals? You know, I won't even put that out, though. Let's smash it like the Niners are going to smash the Cowboys because that's the game I don't want to mind being jinxed. Fuck it. Jinxing. I'll double down. I'll double down. Smash it like Denzel Perriman's going to smash up Joe Mixon. We wow, up Joe Shiesty or Joe fucking whatever, Joe Burrow, all right, Jamar Chase, <laughs> gonna get Joe locked Burrow. down. I'm talking my shit. It's all right, Derek Carr, Tiger King. That's what he's gonna be. All right, we gonna fucking beat the shit out can, the Bengals. Can, the can you Bungles. pass the ball to me a little bit? Can you pass the ball to me so I can the Eagles yeah, can smash the, the Bugs? Mike Evans, 24-hour lockdown shoe program. Fletcher Cox <laughs> tackling Brady. <laughs> Javon Hargrave, Jalen Hurst looking like Heisman Trophy winner. Jalen Bring Hurst, the dogs out. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, we're the dog mask. Oh, we got to bring out the dog mask. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's go, baby. Playoff football. Hey, you guys, this ain't, this ain't nothing new. Y'all beat Brady before. Yeah, sh- shit's old news. Shit been happening. <laughs> shit always been happening. You know what I mean? You get them both for 10. I don't I'm know. I'm praying for you, dog. I'm praying yeah, for pray you, Pray for him, man. That's what I, I need a prayer, dog. Just, I'll oh, say one right man. now, dog. Lord hey, help look, you, shout, shout out to all the audio listeners, man. Keep on rocking with us. Support us. Write a review for us, man. It really helps us out. Five-star rate us. Um, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All that good stuff. We will see you guys either Sunday night or Tuesday. You guys are going to have to wait. All right. We out. Peace.